Welcome to the Dealmakers Coffee Break, where we talk to industry pros about their success stories, deals, and market insights in just enough time for you to enjoy a cup of coffee. So grab your mug and join us for a chat with the people behind the deals. I'm Asaf Raz. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Dealmakers Coffee Break Edition. And today I have with me, well, we've tried this for a long time, Ben, but this is Ben Reinberg. He's a serial entrepreneur of 28 plus years, CEO of Alliance Consolidated Group of Companies, has a long history in real estate. And also I've been a fan of him being a guest on other podcasts, so I had to have him here. Ben, it's such a pleasure to have you. I'm so happy that you're on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you spending some time and I appreciate you calling me uh, doing this from Tel Aviv. That means a lot. Yeah. It's a crazy time, but we try to to focus on the positive and see all the things that we can do. And honestly, anything real estate related just takes my head off what's going on right now. Well, I know I'll add value to your audience. So look forward to speaking with you. Awesome, Ben. Perfect. So uh, let's let's take it away pretty quickly so everybody knows you. Let's just hear about yourself, your history, some of your background. How did you get to real estate? What are you doing today? Just so we have some background. Early 20s, got into commercial real estate, been doing it ever since. I'm 53 years old, coming up on three decades of being in real estate. And I'm a commercial real estate expert. And my focus and my company's focus, my company name is Alliance Consolidated Group of Companies. And our website's alliancecgc.com. And what we do is we own office, industrial, and retail around the United States. And for the past 20 years of our three decades, we started investing in medical office. And we became a leader in investing in medical office throughout the United States. And so we have a new fund called Alliance Medical Property Fund, which we promote. And... That's a majority of our time we spent. We are also getting involved in other asset classes that we're significant experts in, whether it be industrial. We're considering moving into multifamily as well. We have 200 plus years of leadership team experience. And so we just have a wonderful group of people, a great platform. I've been in commercial real estate for almost three decades now, strictly as a principal, never been a broker. It's just been quite the ride, I guess. You know, I've been through different schools and the what's going to go on next year is going to be really interesting. You could see the lenders are preparing for, it seems like a doomsday for their opinion. Mm-hmm. And we'll see how it plays out, Asaf. It's, it's, it's just, it's interesting times. We got wars going on around the world. We got rising interest rates. We have chaos going on in the United States with riots and and uncertainty. Unemployment, I think, is going to go through the roof next year. There's $2.8 trillion of commercial real estate loans that are coming due in the next 28 months. I just heard that stat yesterday. That's fresh. It's scary to think about what do people do that have to refinance that have rising interest rates. So it's going to be very interesting to see how the lenders are going to handle borrowers in the next two years. And what is that going to mean? And how does that look? It's crazy to hear because I heard this first stat about four months ago or five months ago, right? So like, it feels like nothing is really changing, right? 
But a lot of things are happening in the world, specifically in the U.S. I know that also construction rates are going up, employee rates, so unemployment rates are going up, but the price of employment, like the price for you as an entrepreneur to pay to employees is getting higher with interest rates and everything. It's it's we're going to have to see how this plays out. And I saw, I did talk to a few small, medium-sized entrepreneurs in real estate that are the, the, you know, the deadline is coming, right? The date is coming to pay back the loans or refinance and they just, they're just stuck, which is a crazy situation. I'd like to focus on you and Alliance. I know that, you know, in uncertain times and you've been there, you've been for a few decades, you've been here, you've seen 08, mm-hmm. you've seen 08 veterans are a little bit more um, knowledgeable as to what to do next or how to play this out. And I'll just frame it in a very simple question. What is your investment strategy today with everything that's happening and what makes it unique or different than other players? Well, we're patient. That's what we are in this market. We're patient. We're kind of seeing the gap between the bid and the ask throughout the United States. And I feel the brokers are aggressively pricing. I feel the younger brokers that just got into the business or have been in the business for maybe seven years or less don't understand what's coming and how it impacts, and they don't understand rising interest rates. And they look at it and they say, well, we got in the business when the market was doing well. So everything must be a standard based on this. Yeah. But they don't understand that we go through different cycles and that the values of real estate change, rents get compressed. And so in this market with rising interest rates and where interest rates are at, things need to be readjusted. We're starting to see the gap basically shrink. Okay, significantly. We're seeing cap rates rise. And medical properties, what we do is that's what we invest in in this market. And we feel it's the number one asset class in the United States. Our fund is doing well, but it's challenging to find acquisitions. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's it's because you have sellers that have high expectations. And it's not that they're not entitled to have those expectations, but the properties are not trading. There's not as many deals trading as there was. So there's been a decrease in volume. It's one of these cycles where people are just going to have to educate their sellers if you're a broker and really educate them on, it's just that you're not getting any activity. You're not going to get an offer. You're not going to get, even if you do get an offer, you're not going to get someone that can execute on that offer. So we see a lot of deals are falling out of bed. We see a lot of deals not being done. And it's because they don't value properties correctly. And so I think the biggest concern I have in this market is a lack of education that has gone on in our business and commercial real estate. And I'm here to be one of the influences that changes that to help people learn what values really look like, how to underwrite properly, how to make sure you protect a property. And that's why people love doing business with us because we provide certainty. Why do we provide certainty? Because we understand the business. We have a lot of experience and lenders and brokers want to do business with us because we provide that certainty. We put money in people's pocket and money speaks volumes, especially in a, in a market like this. Yeah. And I think also there's a, it's a really good opportunity here to maybe give you like a spot on our, um, on our blog and on our materials to, to talk about the specific topic of educating the market. I always say this in, in, in a simple term so everybody understands. I always feel like there's a, specifically in this time, it feels like a tug of war between sellers and buyers, right? So people are trying to 
you're pulling one way, they're pulling the other way, and the broker is kind of in the middle trying to make it happen. I think an educational piece of how brokers and sellers should act at this time in the market could be amazing. Um, and what we can do like something more broad, but right now, what are the things that you think like the top three, let's say titles that you want to educate sellers and brokers with right now to connect to the state of the market and understand how everything is going to kind of go down in the next few months? I would say some of the top three is put more equity in deals. Look for lower leverage in this marketplace. I would say be conservative of your underwriting and go with your intuition, what you think. If you have vacant properties, if you're a landlord, try to fill them up. <laughs> fill them up, ride the wave, get cash flow. If you have investors, let your investors know, educate them what's going on. If you have to suspend distributions, you do it to build up reserves at a property. These are the times where you tighten your belt and you be conservative and you conserve cash. And that will carry you through uh, a down market. That's uh, straight from an 08 learning. Although it's not the same situation, but I feel like people that know the hard times kind of have a way to deal with them and just hold strong and get the cash flow, which is great. Let's go back to 08. Look at 08. I mean, AIG went down. Mm -hmm. Countrywide went down. Lehman Brothers went down. So you see all these large conglomerates taking a nosedive in 08 and 09. I mean, it was scary. It's a scary thing to see, you know, banks that were failing. Yeah. And we might see some banks fail in the next 24 months. So don't be surprised if you see a few bank fails. And so it's going to be very telling of what goes on. And, and I do have some concerns. What are the, what are, let's say, the, like the main concerns here and how similar do you think this could get to what we saw in 08, 09? Well, I think we've learned from our mistakes. I think the lenders are preparing by moving off loans. They're trying to sell commercial real estate. Some banks don't even want to lend on commercial real estate or any type of real estate. Mm -hmm. So it, it appears that they don't want to rewrite history, the banks. They've learned. They saw what it meant to fail. They see in their underwriting. So they're being conservative. And so what does that mean? Well, you're going to have to put more equity in. You're going to have to product that produces cash flow. It's not that they won't lend on commercial real estate. They're just going to have a different lens when it comes to commercial real estate the next couple of years. So with that being said, I feel that what's ahead of us is we're going to see unemployment rise. Mm -hmm. and people are going to be out of work. And more people will be filing for bankruptcy. And you're going to see an interesting year because we're in election year in the United States. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be chaotic. We saw in the last election riots and, and chaos mm -hmm. and ups and downs. You're going to see stock markets swinging up and down probably. So there's going to be some great opportunities in business because when there's chaos, there's opportunities. But it's going to be some challenging times for, for the U.S. citizens of this country. Yeah. Yeah. And, and do you think, like, do you see, um, when you're talking about, it, it's it's really in interesting, the space between or the, the, like, how further those two things are. So one thing that I hear all the time is that there are more people, real estate is only always going to be something that people need. So if there are more people, for your example, for example, an alliance, right? More people need more hospitals. We need more doctors. So definitely we're going to have more 
medical facilities to invest in, right? People say it all the time. It's not going to die. People are going to need places to live. However, what you're saying is you're putting on the other side of this. You're saying, but wait, people are going to lose their jobs. People are not going to have a proper income. Employment or unemployment rate is going to go up significantly. Like how does, how do these two things intertwine? Well, interest rates rising is going to push more people to rent. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interest rate rising when you have, uh, people have say in residential, they use arms, which are mm -hmm. short loans and those loans come due. Well, guess what? Their mortgage payments going to increase. Property taxes are increased. Insurance is through the roof. Insurance yeah. is a huge topic, not only in commercial real estate, but around the world, residential and business insurance, you name it, everything has gone up significantly. Health insurance has gone up. The cost of food has gone up and gas. So how much can someone take when all of a sudden your mortgage goes up, all your expenses are going up, you have kids to feed, you have kids to school. It's stressful for families. It's stressful for individuals. And then all of a sudden, let's say you get laid off work and you have all these rising costs. It's a storm that's brewing around us. And let's not kid ourselves that it's not going to happen. And let's not kid ourselves is be careful who you vote for. Because, you know, we've, we knew this was coming. This is exactly what you asked for. If you're not, so people say, well, why, why do you vote for your pocketbook or why do you vote for business? Because I care about people. And I care about, because I could see these things happening. And when you look at things like this, it's sad. You know, there's Americans out there that are really going to be struggling. When you have rising interest rates and unemployment increases, and you have the cost of gas to get to work, to the cost of food, whether it's milk, produce, everything has gone up significantly. And... We're just in a situation where, and we gave away a lot of free money, the government did, over the last few years. So how does this not end happily? I can't see. And you can't keep pouring money into the economy. So we're going to have to get ourselves out of this. And it's going to be very interesting because now, all of a sudden, you have this chaos, and then you got an election year. And so who knows what's going to happen? So 2024 is going to be, I think, a very historic year in the United States, and it's going to be very interesting to watch how it unfolds. It will be very interesting a year from now to look back and say, what really happened? How bad was it? And I, yeah. hope, I hope it's not that bad. I really do. But I've seen this before, and I've seen the chaos, and it doesn't, to me, it doesn't look good when you got all these loans coming due. No. And the lenders are not interested in refinancing. They were push you off to someone. They keep kicking the can down the road. It's not going to yeah. work. So you got to work. work with your buy your borrowers. Yeah, because that's what you have to do. A smart lender is going to step in and be like, "Okay, we have a challenge here. How are we solving it with you? What are we doing? Let's figure out a plan." That's mm -hmm. how you kick the can down. Is coming up with a great strategy to to work it out. But if you're just saying, hey, I got to offload it to someone else, you're just giving someone else a problem. The problem still exists. So the uh, same one. Yep. So it does. it's going to be interesting. It really is. I can't predict the future, but I can only give you the facts. And when I look at the, the data and the facts, it's, it's mind-blowing. It's going to be interesting to see how 
the United States citizens gravitate to this one. I'm actually moving to New York with my wife, with the company, with Agora. One of the things that we, we're um, talking about is the opportunity in the United States, right? So I think that coming in this, like into 2024, like you said, the most interesting years could be a lot of opportunities, but it could also be a complication. And I have to admit personally, I ask myself every day, is this the right time? And I always give myself the same answer. Like when there's chaos and a mess, that's the right time to do something. So there's never going to be a great time. In any decision you make, it's never the perfect time. It's never the perfect decision. You just got to pull the trigger and go forward with it. You got to make the best out of it and keep pushing forward. It's like business. It's the same thing. There's no difference. So my suggestion is if something you want to do, do go for it because you only live once. So if that's what your intuition and what's in your heart, then you do it. I love it. That's a great end to it. Great uh, way to end at least the um, this part of the podcast. What we have is the the final question because I have to stand within the fifteen to twenty minute timelines. Sure. And this is what we call the shameless plug. And the shameless plug is where you get the opportunity to talk about your current investment opportunities, share what you're working on today, what are you looking for, and then people could reach out to you. We'll have your information, email, everything on the on the bio, whatever you need, so people can reach out. So go ahead. The floor is yours. Well, uh, since it's shameless, I'm going to plug my company. If you go to alliancecgc.com, that's alliancecgc.com, click on invest with us and fill out the form. Love to have an investor. We look for accredited investors around the world can invest with us. We have a brand new fund, the Alliance Medical Property Fund. It's a wonderful investment vehicle. I have a bunch of medical properties. You could diversify your capital and get tax benefits as well. So we have high demand and limited supply. So if you're interested, don't wait. Go to our website and click invest with us. Also, we're looking for employees. We're actually hiring. So we have some opportunities, investor relations, acquisitions. We continue to look for great people. So if you're in commercial real estate and you have experience and you're looking for a change, we'd love to talk to you as well. And feel free to reach out to me. I'll guide you in the right direction. Our human resource department, we'd love to have conversation. And also, if you are a broker or seller out there of medical properties or veterinarian properties, reach out to us. We have capital. We're looking to expand our portfolio and get capital on the street, and we'd love to work with you. So investors, if you're out there and you're looking for a safe, secure, and profitable investment, look no further. Go to alliancecgc.com, and we'll show you how to build wealth for you and your family. That's amazing. Ben Reinberg from Alliance CGC will have all the information on the on the bio of the episode. I really appreciate the time. One of the best ones we've had. Seriously. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Check out more episodes on the Dealmakers podcast available on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, and Agora's website at agorareal.com slash podcast. See you in the next episode.